too soon because there are great opportunities that are coming your way. Opportunity number eight, sometimes come disguised as a problem. Opportunity sometimes come disguised as a problem. In every disappointment, there is an appointment. In every disadvantage, there is an advantage. When you look a little closer, you will realize that what you consider a problem might actually be an opportunity in disguise. Number nine, one man's problem is another man's opportunity. One man's problem is another man's opportunity. When you are sick, the doctor makes money. When you have a case, the lawyer makes money. When you are naked, the clothes seller makes money. When you are hungry, the food seller makes money. When you die, the casket seller makes money. Oh, even the casket seller will not because of the death of a young boy give his casket out for free. No, because that is his own idea. You must understand that opportunity is one man's problem, another man's opportunity. So, a problem to somebody is an opportunity for another man. You must understand that. When you die, the casket seller makes money. Becoming a solution to people's problem is a continuous cycle of opportunity. So, opportunity is problem in disguise. I end with this. Every opportunity is for a purpose. God is a God of purpose. God is a God of purpose. And we must realize that nothing does happen. Every time we come in contact with an opportunity, we must find out the purpose for it so as to make proper use of the opportunity. There are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities while there are continual opportunities. Knowing these facts will position you to grab all of life's opportunity. One of the guys in the Bible that lost the opportunity that was given to him was Samson. Samson lost the opportunity that he had. Samson in Judges chapter 13, verse 1 to 5. Judges 13 from verse 1 to 5. Samson lost opportunity. You see, he had a wonderful beginning. And the angel of the Lord aroused aroused Samson's back. The name of Samson is like a son. The meaning of that name means like, like the son. He was anointed from the womb, anointed to shine like the sun. He was born in Nazareth, ended with the supernatural power of the Lord upon him. As a Nazarite, he was consecrated unto the Lord. Samson was born to be a judge and a deliverer. You see, when you look at the profile of Samson, Samson, he was anointed from the womb. According to Judges chapter 13, verse 25. Judges 13, verse 25. Number two, he tore a lion into pieces. According to Judges chapter 14, 5 to 6. Judges 14, 5 to 6. I'm reading to you the profile of Samson. Number three, he slew a thousand men. Samson saw one thousand men in one day and killed all of them. And it was not Dakinshan. Not Dakinshan. He killed 1,000 people in one day. How he was able to kill 1,000? It's not 100. It's not 10. 1,000 men. He killed them in one day. In Judges 15, verse 16. Judges 15, verse 16. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an axe, heaps upon heaps, with the jaw of an axe, here I slain a 1,000 men. Number four, 
God brought water from the door of an animal to quench the thirst of Samson. Samson was he was thirsty one day, and then God brought water from the door of an animal eh, to cure the thirst, to quench rather the thirst of Samson. You can see that in Judges 15, 18 to 19. Judges 15, 18 to 19. Number five, five profile of Samson. He uprooted the gates of a whole city. <clears throat> what a great man. Uprooted the gate of a whole city and went on to display it upon a mountain. In Judges 16, verse 3. Judges 16, verse 3. Samson uprooted the gate of a city. Not the gate of my house, not the gate of your house, but the gate of a city. Number six, he judged Israel in the days of Philistine for 20 years. Samson judged Israel for 20 years in Judges 15, verse 20. Judges 15, verse 20. Number seven, he was so powerful that he took, he took 3,000 men to bind him. The day they wanted to bind Samson, 3,000 men came. Not 300, not 30, 3,000 men came to bind Samson. Judges 15, verse 11. Judges 16, 15 rather, verse 11. Judges 15, verse 11. Samson, number 8, killed more people at his death than when he was alive. Judges 16, verse 25. Judges 16, verse 25. And Judges 16, verse 30. Judges 16, verse 30. But Samson lost opportunity. How? How did he lose opportunity? I will mention 11 things. Number 1, he disobeyed his parents. He lost opportunity because of disobedience. Judges 14, verse 3. Judges 14, verse 3. He disobeyed God and went after Alot. Number 2, that's he disobeyed God and went after Alot. Judges 16, verse 1. Judges 16, verse 1. Number 3, he fell into the hand of a strange woman who set him up and enticed him to reveal his secrets. Judges 16, verse 6. Judges 16, verse 6, 16 and 18. Judges 16, verse 6, then verse 16 to 18. He fell into the hand of a strange woman. Samson lost the great opportunity that God gave to him. And number four, the power of God departed from him. He lost opportunity, the power that God gave him from the womb. Many of us, we came to the world to get anointing. But Samson got his own anointing from the womb. He got his own anointing from the womb. He lost that power. The power of God departed from him. And number five, the glory of God went off from his life. The glory of God went off from his life. And number six, number six, he lost his sight and he lost his strength. I pray for you, you will not lose your sight. You will not lose your strength in the mighty name of Jesus. John 16, verse 21. John 16, verse 21. He lost his sight and his strength. Number eight, number seven, rather, he became a servant. And a prisoner. Samson became a servant and a prisoner when he lost the opportunity. Judges 16, verse 23. Judges 16, verse 23. And number 8, he became a subject of ridicule and mockery. When he lost the opportunity, he became a subject of ridicule and mockery. May you not become a subject of ridicule and mockery in the name of Jesus. Judges 16, 24 to 25. Judges 16, 24 to 25, he became, he died, number nine, he died a shameful death. He died with his enemies. 
Judges 16, 28 to 30. Judges 16, 28 to 30. He died a shameful death. He died with his enemies. Number 10, Samson wasted his time. He wasted life opportunities and he wasted the anointing. The anointing that was so much upon Samson, he wasted it. He wasted life opportunity. He wasted the anointing. And number 11, Samson died unfulfilled. He died unfulfilled. I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, you will fulfill destiny. The opportunity that God is bringing your way, you will not lose it in the name of Jesus. Every opportunity that God is bringing your way, the Almighty God will turn it around for your good in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me round up with this so that we can we can we can pray. Let me round up with this so that we can pray. You must do these four things. Expect opportunity. Number two, maximize opportunity. Number three, respect opportunity. Number four, secure opportunity. Let me mention it again. I will start from number four. Secure opportunity that God brings your way. Respect opportunity. Maximize opportunities. And expect more opportunities. Opportunity wasted can never be regained or recovered. You must understand that. Opportunity wasted can never be regained or recovered. Opportunity may come in clothes of problems. You must understand that too. Don't forget that. Opportunity come in clothes of problems. The other thing is that opportunity comes without advance notice. It will notify you when it's coming. Contrary to popular belief that it knocks your door several times, not once. Opportunity comes without your notice. Some people often look down or despise opportunity. When they do that, they lose out and they miss out. Don't look down on opportunity. Don't look down on opportunity. Opportunity are available every now and then. And finally, God is a God of opportunity. God is a God of opportunity. Opportunity is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. When you take advantage of it, you are favored. When you take advantage of it, you profit from it. The greatest tragedy in the journey of man is to be surrounded by opportunities and waste it. That's the greatest tragedy of man is to be surrounded by opportunity and waste it. I pray for you. The opportunity that comes your way, you will not waste it in the name of Jesus. I'd like you to join me in prayer this very evening for the next two minutes. Just say a word of prayer and say, Father, every opportunity that you have brought my way, I will not miss it. I will not lose out in the name of Jesus. I will not miss it. I will not lose out of opportunities in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you talk to God for one or two minutes? Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I will not miss out any opportunity that you are bringing my way in the name of Jesus. I will not lose out opportunity in the mighty name of Jesus. Please say to, say to the Lord tonight and say, Father, give unto me great opportunity in this season. Let me have opportunities that will launch me into greatness, that will take me into the next level in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Can you please talk to God in the next one or two minutes? Talk to God. Say, Lord, I will not be a waster 
of opportunity. Every opportunity that you have brought my way, the Almighty God will help me to maximize it for the next level in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, faithful Father. Before I pray for you, for adventure, you are here tonight and you are saying, Pastor, my lifestyle is not right with God. I want Jesus to forgive my sin. Wherever you may be, just place your right hand on your heart where you are and say, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me. Forgive my sins. Purify me. It's an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. It's an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, show me your mercy. I know that if the trumpet will sound now, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to heaven. I want you to forgive my sins. I want you to purify me. I want you to make me holy and acceptable unto you. Write my name in the book of life. If you have said that prayer with me, please say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me. Forgive my sins. Purify me. Make me holy and acceptable unto you. Write my name in the book of life. Give me the grace to reign with you on the last day. Whatever it will take you for me to make it to heaven, please, Lord, do it for me. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Can I pray this full prayer with you? I pray that the Almighty God will release unto you great opportunities in the name of Jesus. As you raise your right hand to the Lord, I decree that within the next one week, great ideas that will launch you into greatness, the Lord God of heaven will release over your life in the name of Jesus and it shall be well with you. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you for joining us again one more time at the Christ Church, the afternoon church tonight. I pray that the Almighty God will bless you. Let's meet again 6 p.m. on Wednesday by the grace of God. Wonderful word will be shared with us again. And again, we meet again on Sunday. If you want to drop your offering, the our, our account details on our WhatsApp group, you can just uh, pick the details there and then you send in your offering and the God of heaven will bless you Take you to the next level in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord bless you. Have a wonderful week. The Lord keep you and the Lord be with you. Thank you once again. The Lord be with you. Thank you. to be you were looking for a place to worship looking for a place to be looking for a place to worship is the place for you to be the place to express pride this is expression church
that divine connectors they don't have what you are looking for but they can connect you to what you are looking for Naaman was healed because a maid was with him in his house and this maid says sir why can't you do what the prophet is saying that you should do and then Naaman listened to what this woman this maid said and that was the beginning of the breakthrough that Naaman needed in his life the entrance of divine connectors into your life links you to your future. An encounter with them causes open door to be open unto you. When you encounter a divine connector, they make doors to be open unto you. If you read 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 1 to 3, 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 1 to 3, you see the story of Naaman. How he got connected and his problem became a solution. Can I pray for somebody tonight that in the name that is above every other name, divine connectors will come your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, we have the people that we call gatekeepers of nations. Gatekeepers of nations. Gatekeepers of nations. They are like divine connectors, but they have what you are looking for. That's the difference. They have what you are looking for and they can help you to assess that which belongs to you and to your generation. They have the influence. They have the ability. They have the connections to bring you to your next level. One introduction from them, from these gatekeepers of nation, one introduction from them makes you acceptable or makes you acceptable in greatness. Just one introduction. A word from them makes you receive appointment letter without application letter. A word from them makes you celebrated where others are denied of their celebration. They turn your prayer topics into testimonies. Joseph was talented but was still in prison. But when he met a gatekeeper of a nation in the prison... In the person of Pharaoh, he became a prime minister within 24 hours. Pharaoh happens to be the gatekeeper of a nation. One connection with Pharaoh turned everything around for Joseph. Within 24 hours, Joseph slept in the prison. He woke up in the palace. In the nations that God wants to open door for you, you need a gatekeeper. You need a Gatekeeper, no matter the struggle, the day you encounter gatekeepers of nation, all your struggles becomes a thing of the past. I pray for you, gatekeepers of nation, that you need in your journey of life and destiny. May God bring them your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, we have the gifted. The gifted. Don't forget, I'm talking about 12 destiny helpers that you need. We have the gifted. These are groups of divine helpers who are highly skillful in their chosen professions. They are highly skillful, they are talented, they are gifted, they are blessed, they are anointed, they have potentials, they have everything that you need to become great in life. 
they have everything that you need to accomplish the purpose of God for your life. When they come into your life, they use their gift, they use their talent, they use their skills to help you accomplish the task that is ahead of you. When evil spirit was troubling Saul, it was a gifted person in the person of David who helped him to be delivered. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, 17 to 18, 1 Samuel chapter 16, 17 to, to 18, you saw this record in the life of Saul. They said, we need a man who could play up, who could play for the king so that demonic spirits can be parted away from him. You see, you need the gifted in your journey to attaining helpers. No, to connect with your helper of destiny, you need the gifted. And number four, you need the people that I call boarding carriers. Boarding carriers. These people, they are released into your life to help you carry your burdens when the road to destiny becomes rough. When the burden becomes heavy, these boarding carriers, they come around you to carry your burden. Can I pray for you that all the people that you need to Carry your burden for you. May God bring them your way in the name of Jesus. You need burden carriers. These people, they are faithful. They are not faithful people, but they are faithful people. They are not faithful people, but they are faithful people. They are available to help you. They stay with you till your glory is revealed. They are the ones whose assignment is to stick to you. They stick to you to accomplish your purpose. They are burden carriers. They are trusted people. They are people you can lean on. In times of trouble and challenges, you lean on them. They are always there. They are always available for you. They are there with you when everybody leaves you alone. Jesus Christ needed a burden carrier to accomplish his assignment. Wherever everyone goes, the 12 disciples were always with Jesus. It doesn't matter how terrible the situation may be. The 12 disciples were always with Jesus. People of God, you need burden carriers. You need burden carriers. In John chapter 6, 66 to 69, John chapter 6, 66 to 69, you see the account of this. Bible says that from that time, many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You see, these burden carriers, they stick with you. Can I pray for you? Receive the grace to encounter your destiny helpers before this year runs to an end in the name of Jesus. Number five, you need the people I call ladder holders. Ladder Orders. These people, these ladder orders, they are people who keep you grounded to your principles. They keep you grounded to your principles while you are fulfilling your destiny. They keep you grounded. They are people who help you focus on your assignment when everyone else is saying you have arrived. These people, they put you on the track. They tell you that you have not arrived yet. You have not gotten to where you are going. They are the people that correct you. They hold the ladder to your destiny. They know that if 
the ladder is not there, you can fall down. These people, they will look at you in the face and they will tell you the truth that you need to hear. They are ladder holders. When you climb the ladder of destiny to the top, you need ladder holders to hold your ladder steady as you walk to achieve great things. They make sure you don't deviate from your assignment. Ladder holders, they make sure you don't deviate from your assignment. Ladder holders, they know where you are coming from. They know where you are going and they remind you of the goals that God has set before you. Ladder holders, they help you. They help you shape your journey. They help you shape your, 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 your journey in life. They don't allow you to fail. Can I pray for you that ladder holders that you need in your journey to destiny, may you not miss them in the mighty name of Jesus. Number six, we have the man of God. We have the, the man of God. You see, men of God, they are carriers of mantles that makes you matter in the game of life. Men of God, they are carriers of mantles that makes you matter in the game of life. They are gift to the body of Christ. To the body of Christ. Believe in God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophet and you shall prosper. Your encounter with a man of God is an encounter with the mind of God. Let me repeat that again. Your encounter with a man of God is an encounter with the mind of God. When Saul, the donkey chaser, encountered the man of God, Samuel, Saul became a king. The day Saul had an encounter with Samuel, he became a king instantly. He was looking for donkey. But just an encounter with the man of God, his destiny changed and transformed forever. When the disciples encountered Jesus, they became apostles. When the Shunammite woman Received, res received, respected, and honored a man of God. She became a joyful mother of a child. May you encounter your man of God. That's why every man of God that God has placed around you, you must know how to honor, how to respect, and how to receive that man of God. He said, believe in God and you shall be established. Your establishment is in God. He said, believe in your prophet and you shall prosper. Your prosperity is linked to your man of God. And you must, therefore, understand that. Just pray one prayer, wherever you may be, and say, Lord, connect me to my man of God. Link me to my man of God, the man of God that I need in this journey. Lord, link me to my man of God. Don't let me miss my man of God, oh God. Don't let me miss my man of God. Link me to my man of God. Just pray that prayer in the next one more minute. Lord, link me to my man of God. Let me not miss my man of God in the name of Jesus. Let me not miss my man of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Number seven. I call it uncommon mentor. Uncommon mentor. An uncommon mentor is a picture of your future. An uncommon mentor is a picture of your future. The master key to your success in life. An uncommon mentor is the master key to your success in life. This is so, so important. They are the people who have been 
at where you are going. They have been, they have been at where you are going. They know the terrain. Where you are heading towards, they have been there. They know the terrain. They have experiences. They have scars. They have wisdom that will save you from, the, from making costly mistakes in life. Jesus mentored the disciples. Elijah mentored Elisha. May your destiny helper locate you in form of a mentor, an uncommon mentor in the name of Jesus. And number eight, I'll stop at number 11. Number eight, the disciples. The disciples. Twelve uncommon mentor because of our time i'll stop at 11 the disciples are a group of destiny helpers that god brings on your path to destiny to help to serve and to support you to help to serve and to support you they are followers of your leadership they believe in your vision they are persuaded about you they are ready to sacrifice to see your fulfillment they have the ability to serve you they have the ability to serve your vision these people are faithful, they are available, they are teachable. They are faithful, available, and teachable. They are faithful, available, and teachable. They believe in your words. They put your words into action. They are your legacy to, pros to posterity. They are your legacy to prosperity. Jesus needed the disciples to make full proof of his ministry. You need the disciple. These are people that God brings your way for you to mentor them, to put them through in the journey. They believe in you. They love you. They love your vision. They are committed to your vision. They stay glued to your vision part time. They are faithful. They are available. They are ready for you at any time. Therefore, you must also believe in them. And number nine, I call them the uncommon enemy. The uncommon enemy. You will need an uncommon enemy to succeed and accomplish the purpose for which you have been commissioned. An uncommon enemy is a man or woman God releases on your path to destiny who helps to bring the best out of you as he tries to oppose you and oppose your destiny. I mean, you have to get that straight. So, if there's anybody who has been opposing you, who have been going against some of the things you are doing, you need them. In this journey you need them they oppose you by the time they are opposing you they are trying to bring out the best in you it took goliath who was an uncommon enemy for david to become a star you need an uncommon enemy who will fight what you carry in order to have a divine promotion in life an uncommon enemy will give you what your friend will never give an uncommon enemy will give to you what your friend will never give to you. Number 10, I call them the uncommon spouse. The uncommon spouse. The person you have married is a reflection of your wisdom. The person you will marry should be a reflection of your wisdom. Your spouse is a picture of your destiny. The uncommon spouse come into your life to keep you focused on your assignment, the depth of knowledge of a person is seen in the spouse he or she has entrusted his or her love and destiny to. If I see who you are planning to get married to, I can tell you of the future you are going to have. When you have the right spouse, he or she becomes a threat to your adversaries and energizes you to pursue your assignment with excellence. 
King Solomon's heart was turned from God to other gods because of wrong relationship. The right marriage will increase your rate of success in life, while the wrong spouse will increase your rate of failure. Let me repeat that again. The right marriage will increase your rate of success in life, while the wrong spouse will increase your rate of failure. Finally, before we pray, the last destiny helper that you need is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus. The Jesus factor is the most important factor in the fulfilling of your destiny. There is judgment after death. What you do with the Jesus factor determines what happens after death. It is not enough to be a preacher, to be a prophet, or be or to be good, or even give to the church. What is important is, is Jesus in your life. Many will say to me on the last day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. This must not be your portion. So you need the factor of Jesus in the journey of your life to encounter this helpers that you need. One man in the Bible who encountered a destiny helper was the man that was brought in by his four friends. Bible says his four friends, they brought him to Jesus. They couldn't find their way into the hall where Jesus was because of the crowd. Bible says that they went to the rooftop and then they uncovered the roof and then let down their friend in the midst of Jesus. As they were letting down their friends, Bible says, and Jesus saw them afar off. And he said to them, Son, your sins are forgiven you and you are made whole. You see, the, the, the point there is that this guy had four friends. His four friends, they were ready to be of help to him. When they got to where Jesus was, they were not discouraged because of the crowd. They were not prepared to break off the roof. But they had to plan and put up a second plan to break off the rooftop. Where Jesus was, it was not an easy thing to break up a rooftop that was not built by them. But they got all the equipment that they need and they removed the rooftop and they let in their friend. Can I pray for you? Friends, men and women that will help you in the journey of life, that will not allow things to be difficult for you, that will not be discouraged by your by everything that you are doing, that will not get tired of you, that will not get sick of what you are doing, that will say whatever it will take them for you to get to your place in destiny, that they are going to be ready to be there for you. I pray that God will bring this kind of men your way in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will bring men and women that will help you in this journey of life and destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not miss your helper of destiny. In the name of Jesus. I say you will not miss your helper of destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. All the people that you need in life that needs to help you on the journey to destiny. I pray that God will bring them your way in the mighty name of Jesus. We just pray these few prayers. Just pray these few prayers with me and then we'll end this session. Just pray these few prayers with me. And then we end this session. Please say after me, say, Holy Spirit, connect me with my destiny helpers in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Holy Spirit, connect me with my destiny helpers in the name of Jesus. 
connect me with the, with my destiny helpers in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, I need helpers of destiny. I need helpers of destiny. I need helpers of destiny. Connect me with them in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Number two, you're going to pray this prayer and say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, remove every cause in my life. In the name of Jesus, every cause upon my life by your blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, remove this cause in my life. In the name of Jesus, remove every cause in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Prayer number three, say, Father, every destiny destroyer against me, against my life and destiny, disappear in the mighty name of Jesus. Every destiny destroyer against my life, disappear. Every destiny destroyer assigned against me, disappear in the mighty name of Jesus, disappear in the mighty name of Jesus, disappear in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Somebody is here, you need to pray this prayer with me. That person is here, you are listening to me. You need to pray this prayer and pray it very, very well. I don't know who you are, but pray this prayer very well. Say every satanic veil, every satanic veil covering me from my destiny helpers. Every satanic veil covering me from my destiny helpers be burnt by fire. In the name of Jesus, be burnt by fire. In the name of Jesus, be burnt by fire. In the name of Jesus, be burnt by fire. In the name of Jesus, be burnt by fire. In the name of Jesus, be burnt by fire. In the name of Jesus, be burnt by fire. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please say this prayer after me. Say, anointing for prosperity. Fall upon me now in the name of Jesus. Anointing for prosperity. Fall upon me now in the mighty name of Jesus. Fall upon me now in the name of Jesus. Fall upon me now in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Pray this number seven prayer. Say, grace for divine connection. Locate me now in the name of Jesus. Grace for divine connection. Locate me now. Grace for divine connection. Locate me now in the mighty name of Jesus. Grace for divine connection. Locate me now in the mighty name of Jesus. Grace for divine connection. Locate me now in the mighty name of Jesus. Grace for divine connection. Locate me now in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please say this prayer after me. Say every power that wants to deny me of my destiny roasts by fire in the name of Jesus. Every power that wants to deny me of my destiny roasts by fire in the name of Jesus. Roasts by fire. Every power, power from the pit of air that wants to deny me of my destiny roasts by fire in the name of Jesus. You better open your mouth and pray. Roast by fire. Roast by fire. Roast by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. Roast by fire. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please say after me, say, Oh Lord my God. Oh Lord my God. Connect me 
with my glory in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, my God, connect me with my glory. 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 Connect me with my glory in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Say after me, say every power. Say every power. Satanic power speaking against my greatness. You are silenced in the name of Jesus. You are silenced in the name of Jesus. You satanic power. Open your mouth and decree. You satanic power speaking against my greatness. You are silenced in the name of Jesus. You are silenced in the name of Jesus. You are silent in the name of Jesus. You are silenced in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Three more prayers to pray. Say, oh heaven. Say after me, say, oh heaven. Say after me, say, oh heaven. Fight for me against powers. Sitting on my glory. Fight for me, O heaven, against the powers that are sitting on my glory. In the name of Jesus, fight for me against the powers that are sitting on my glory. In the name of Jesus, O heaven, arise and fight for me. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Two more prayers to pray. Say, every evil conspiracy against my life roast by fire. In the name of Jesus. Every evil conspiracy against my life roast by fire. Roast by fire, roast by fire, roast by fire, roast by fire, roast by fire. Evil conspiracy against my life, against my destiny, against my life, against my future, against my family, against my children, against my wife, against everyone that is around me. Evil conspiracy, you are roasted by fire, by fire, you are roasted by fire, you are roasted by fire, you are roasted by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are roasted by fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Just the last prayer. Take this last prayer very importantly. You are not here by mistake tonight. You are here because God has sent you to be blessed. Don't make any mistake of not praying this last prayer. Say every power that says I will not make it in life, you are disappointed. In the name of Jesus, every power that is saying, I will not make it in life. You are scattered by fire. You are disappointed. In the name of Jesus, you are disappointed. In the name of Jesus, every power from the pit of hell, every power from my father's house, every power from my mother's house, every power from all around me, every power from the pit of hell that is saying, I will not make it in life. You are roasted by fire. You are roasted by fire. You are roasted by fire. You are 
roasted by fire. You are roasted by fire. You are roasted by fire. You are roasted by fire. In the name of Jesus, you are roasted by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus, every power saying, I shall not make it. You are roasted by fire. You are roasted by fire. In the name of Jesus, oh, you begin to prophesy over your life. Say, I shall make it. I will connect my helpers. I shall make it. I will connect my helpers. In the name of Jesus, people I have never met in my life, they will come around to help me. People that do not know me, they will come around to favor me. In the name of Jesus, men and women in life and in destiny that I need in this journey, the Lord will bring them away. The Lord shall 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 bring them away. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Can I just pray for someone listening to me out there today who is saying, Pastor, my lifestyle is not right with Jesus. I want Jesus to forgive my sins. I want him to show me mercy. Whatever you may be, just place your right hand on your heart and say, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me. Forgive my sins tonight. Show me your mercy. Write my name in the book of life. Give me the grace to reign with you on the last day. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Can I pray for you? I decree over your life today that in the name that is above every other name, as you step out of your house tomorrow, your helper shall locate you. In the name of Jesus, your helper shall locate you. Those who have forgotten you, they will remember you for good. Those who have forgotten you, they will remember you for good. Those who have forgotten you, they will remember you for good. Those who are saying, nothing good can ever come out of you, the Lord shall surprise them. The Lord shall surprise your enemies. In the name of Jesus, uncommon doors shall be opened unto you. In the name of Jesus, unusual doors shall be opened unto you. In the name of Jesus, your helper shall locate you. Divine connectors shall locate you. Ladder holders shall locate you. In the name of Jesus, men and women that will favor you, the Lord will bring them your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, and it shall be well with you. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you, Father. Give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. Thank you one more time for joining us here tonight at the afternoon church, the Christ Church. Thank you for joining us. The Lord bless you. We're going to be meeting in church on Sunday, 3 p.m. Don't forget, just two hours in the presence of God and your life shall be blessed. This Sunday will be our prayer program. Don't forget to invite your friends. The Lord God of heaven has prepared God's servants, Pastor Gabriel Idoko and our beloved pastor, Pastor Tim Lane, to be a blessing to us. God is going to make a way for us and it's going to cause tremendous transformation in our life. Don't miss it and God will bless you. Enjoy your evening. When you get back home, you can still continue to pray for your helper to locate you. 
The Lord shall bless you greatly in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Have a great day. The Lord bless you.
Father, permanently stop all tears in my family, in my life. Everything that is making me to shed tears, Lord, put a stop to them. I can't hear you open your mouth and pray. You better open your mouth and pray very well. I shall not cry this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Crying will not be my portion. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The last prayer you're going to pray is say, Father, every good thing is closed against me. Open up in the mighty name of Jesus. Every good thing is closed against me. Open up now in the mighty name of Jesus. Open up and pray. Open doors of favor for me. Doors of opportunities. Doors of uncommon favor. Unmerited favor. Unusual favor. Let those doors be opened unto me. Every good doors closed against me. Lord, let it be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let it be opened. In the name of Jesus. Let it be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Lord, I ask as we go into your world that you speak your word into our lives in the name of Jesus. Change our story for the better in the name of Jesus. May your name alone be glorified. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Can I hear a much resounding amen? Amen. Can we be seated as we celebrate the Elixir for that wonderful song? Is that the best you can do to celebrate them? That's all you can do to celebrate this man. Rise to celebrate him for that wonderful song. We pray that the Almighty God will give you more inspiration in the name of Jesus. And you will continue to be a blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Right? I will share on the topic that says your story must change. Your story must change. Somebody is here tonight, God will change your story. I don't like that, so amen. I say, God will change your story. Can you say louder, amen? I say, God will change your story. Second Kings chapter 25. I'll read verse 27 to 30. Second Kings chapter number 25. From verse 27 to 30, I'm reading from King James Version. Bible says, And it came to pass in the seventh and thirtieth year of the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, that the evil monarch, king of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, did lift up the air of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, out of prison. Somebody's here, if your amen can be loud, the Lord God of heaven will lift up your head. Verse 28, and he speak kindly unto him. You will be spoken kindly unto him in the name of Jesus. And set throne, his throne, above the throne of the kings. That's where within in Babylon. Look at verse 29. And change 
is prison garments. And he did eat bread continually before him all the days of his life. Look at verse 30, very important. And his allowance was a continual allowance given in of the king a daily rate for every day all the day of his life somebody is here God will set to you all the days of your life in the mighty name of Jesus I don't like that to hear when I say God will set to you in the mighty name of Jesus your story must change if time permit me tonight, because I see I have another program, if time permit me, maybe I will share a little story of mine. And then maybe that will explain to you what I'm trying to share with you this very evening. I'll just mention seven points to you, and then we'll go to pray. I'll be able to share that story uh, just a little. Some of us might have had it before. Some might not have had it before, but I'll just, just share. Now, God is a changer of story. God is a changer of story. It does not matter how difficult a situation is. With God, all things are possible. God can change terrible things to better things. God can change no matter the story of your life. God can turn it around and make it a better story. It doesn't matter what you are going through at the moment. When God is about to change your story, no man can stop God. When God decided to change the story of Joseph, he slept in the prison. By the time he was waking up the next morning, he woke up in the house. When God is about to change the story of a man, nobody can stop God. I pray for somebody tonight that God will change your story. Yeah. I don't like that amen. Christ told us that God will change your story. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long you may take. It doesn't matter how long you have been in the situation. When God is ready to change your story, so God can change any situation for the best. And I pray for somebody, your story will change as you trust God for it in the mighty name of Jesus. When you look at him, who is the author and the finisher of your faith? God is more than ready to turn every situation around you for the better. There are seven things you need to take notes. Seven important truths that you need to take notes. Number one, no, there is no situation that God cannot change. There is no situation that God cannot what? Cannot change. No sickness that God cannot heal. No sinner that God cannot save. No circumstance that God cannot change. God can change any situation. Number two, in the dictionary of God, 
There is nothing like impossibility. In the dictionary of God, there is nothing like impossibility. Number three, when God appears in your battlefront, that will be the end of your battle. When God appears in your battlefront, that becomes the end of your battle. Number five, there is no situation in life that God has not handled before. There is no situation in life that God, that God has not handled before. What am I trying to say? What you are going through currently is not common. And there is always a way out. There is always a way of escape. Number six, when you get to your wit's end, the word wit there is W-I-T-S. When you get to your wit's end, when it gets to a place that seems to be the end of the journey for you, when it gets to a place that seems like there is nothing that can change anymore, that is a place of hopelessness, a place where there seems to be no more hope, that is where God set in. I pray for somebody, God will set in into your situation in the mighty name of Jesus. And number seven, God is a story changer. It's not only a story changer, God is a game changer. One day, Jesus got to the pool of Bethesda. And the man, Jesus walked up to the man and said, What do you want me to do for you? The man said, Man, young man, you don't know what I've been going through. I've been here for 30 and 80 years. I was expecting the man to say, I expected the man to say, Master, I've been here for 38 years. Did he say that? He said, I've been here for 38 years. He was saying that to bring about an emphasis on Jesus. That young man, I've been here since the beginning of my life. You know, the Lord did to us the age that that man was when he got to that place. So let's just do a little Let's assume that he was born like that. I want to believe that the mother will not carry him at the age of two to come across by the pool of Bethesda because the woman will carry him away. Let's assume that the man got there when he was 12 years old. Add this for 38 years. That's about 50 years old. The best part of the life of that man was spent at the pool of Bethesda. There was no time to toast any lady. There was no business to start. He could not do anything. He was just there. His life was stuck. His life was in one position. Many things that we could do. I'm just about 38 years in my life. Imagine the 38 years I've spent in my life. I spent it in one position, just in one place. Nothing was being able to be done by this man. His life was stagnant. His life was in a position. He was taken through to one position. But Jesus came one day. Don't forget, the Bible says, anytime the angel comes to scale the water, he said, the first man that enters into the river will get 
there are some ground. Which is that the first man that enters into the river will get the key. This man has so many problems for 38 years. The pastor of that church, who was the zona pastor, 
of a former government in Ugo State who had worshipped in Hong before, many years ago, when our headquarters was still in that venue that we were using for the moving permanent site. So she thought that that church was still there. Unfortunately, she got that. She saw five of us or six in that church and then saw me bring the wonderful sound and decided to join. So one day she came from the church and then she dropped a tax of 40,000 men. That tax, I celebrated with I celebrated and gave testimony as a pastor. 40,000 and I fought after the service. I followed the woman and her husband to their house. The woman to their house. I collected all their phone numbers. The one that is working and the one that is not working. I took all of them together. I said, I must not lose this wonderful, beautiful, good looking member. I mean, I was always telling them at home, how are you doing? I is your husband. I will pray for them. I remember the prayer I prayed. He did the job that night. I prayed and prayed and prayed. My prayer was almost falling to pieces. Have you heard that before? When you pray, you are so happy so much, and then you are praying, and your prayer is almost falling to pieces for that person. Sir, what kind of prayer is this one? I mean, go to the church. Our church has built from two to three to four. I was watching it with my eyes. We took our attendance. By the time I was moved from that church to the one was just 15. And if I tell you the combination of that 15 members, oh God of them, there's a woman in my church that has six children. Six, that was the combination of the 15 members that I had as a pastor. I remember the day this woman called me. She said she had a testimony. I said, What is your testimony? Her testimony was a bad testimony for me, but was a good one for her. And I was confused. I didn't know what to do. No matter she got a new place that she's going to be staying in, a new apartment. That new apartment. It's like somebody worshiping in Christ's church and the person is praying in my lady. So she said to the pastor, I need to change. Uh, uh, I said, no, you can't change that. Because if she changes that church, then my attendance will be used to eight. That's not a good testimony for a pastor. I was struggling as a young pastor. I remember the day they gave us a letter to move out of that venue that we were using and I began to look for venue all around. I couldn't get a good venue to use. I was running up and down, elder scatter. I was struggling as a pastor. I had no work, I had no minister. I was a worker, I was a washer, I was everything. I would come to church in the morning, work as I would sit down, I would be using my phone to do work as I'll be calling members, everybody, that will be in church, and the way they will be taking my beginning in the evening, and I'll be doing that for hours. I was a struggling pastor. But the day God decided to change my story, it was just a call. And I pray for somebody here. A call that will change your story, that will take you to the next level, that will turn your situation around. May you receive that call.
came, they were about to join it. And all my answers were in the affirmative. Yes, sir. Have you got a lot Yes, sir. What year? 2000. How many times have you passed I told you. How many years have you I told you. Everything was yes. I will reach out to you later. The second day, I was in a restaurant. Oh, sorry. I was in a hotel. Sorry. I was inside one of my books. Sorry. In a hotel. I have all that for and one common, one meat. God was already improving my life at that time. I took one common, one meat, and one fish. I was about to take the first base when the score came in. People that thought, the unfortunate thing was that I had already paid for the food. Because after the call, I didn't know if I should eat the food or I should eat the food. But the call came, and this time around, it was only one question that he asked me. People of God, listen to me. When God is about to change your story, nobody can stop And he called himself, um,
and your phone is on the road. Ah, who knows? I don't even know. So something else for me that you shouldn't even know what happened. Because I don't mind anymore. You don't even know. I said, God, you know what they are doing. I didn't know that they were in a panel meeting. What was the enemy? What did they call it?
himself. And then the man said, He said, uh, God has been saying some of the things that I do. Did you have been talking to some of the great work that I do? I said, I didn't hear that. You will be there. And in my 15 minute church, come on, I want to make your life I mean, everything was us looking at 
there was a young man. He started to push up and say, he was in this office before. Many years ago, 2012, that Jesus said, God told him to appoint seven men as youth evangelists in this church before we get to so he said to his assistant, get me seven young men, seven young men. You know, the ridiculous assistant of God is a big and a large church. So to get seven people is the easiest job to ever do. <laughs> because it's the easiest job to ever do. What will it take to get seven people? It will take mercy, favor, and grace. <laughs> to pick seven men, they were to give a brand new car, they are asking to come. They position them from wherever they are, so they need to cover some of them and covering 30 provinces. I'm among the youth evangelists that is covering the least provinces. I'm only covering 17 provinces in Tula. That's all my colleagues are covering 40. Every job. So, they selected seven men. They got their names, got their phone numbers, and they put the call to them. That year, announced it on Thursday or Friday. They were to be released into their assignments, give them all that was ready. They got all the cars. Kia Serato. Brand new. See how the came on that year. Their houses were ready. Their regulations were ready. But out of the seven, there was one of them. His number was managing. Don't take favor for Joe. Don't take mercy for Joe. Don't take grace for Joe. They called these two lines. It was off from Thursday to Friday. Till the end of the selection, his number was finished. So on Friday, when they were to make the selection, that was to pray for them, lay out on them, release a writing of them, they were just six, and they also the two. That was when they realized that, what about this, this seven man, huh? So the two, the seven man was there, and they said, we couldn't reach him, we are trying to call him again. So the all of them agreed. They said, let's go and look for somebody else that will replace him. There is always a replacement too. Yeah. What will not make men to replace you is mercy, favor, and grace. That's what's called for that man. So they said, let's replace him. So what was about to come out and begin to go? And everybody will have candidates. Let's go, let's go. So the present. Where are you going? Please wait, wait, wait. That is about to come out. It's also about five minutes to come out to pray for them. There's no need. Uh, I have uh, one new anchor in my pocket. Uh, if that they come out and is asking for the seventh man, we will tell him that we can't reach him. But uh, his letter is here. Uh, there's another anchor here. Just place your hand on the anchor. We will send it to him wherever he is. My God, my God, my God, my God. The one that surprised me the most 